Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador. I apologize for uh, being a couple of minutes late. I uh, I had to clarify something on um, on my Facebook page. I have an artist who does amazing work for me. She is the drawer that you see if you're watching the live stream or even if you're just watching the YouTube video. Uh, she is the one who drew my podcast art. She also drew the new and updated uh, Fapism Plays logo. And she drew um, that one picture of me sitting on the couch with um, uh, my Monster Hunter World avatar, with Kratos, with um, Ellie and Joel, uh, Marcus Phoenix. That was her. Uh in fact, I will uh, go ahead and advertise her uh, in case you all ever have needs as well for your uh, art designs or what have you. So I will go ahead and put this in the chat right now. There you go. And of course, I will advertise her in the uh, YouTube description section as well. Uh, so, slight detour, but hello, everyone. It is another Friday. We did it! Another week around the sun, where we barely escape a solar flare and the infernoing hell which could kill us all at any second. Bit of a Debbie Downer. Sorry about that. I, I don't know why, that just it came to mind. Um, I'm doing okay, uh, for the most part. Uh, you ever have, um, those weeks where... Every single day you wake up, you're more and more tired. But then when it comes to Friday or even on Saturday, despite the fact that you're still more tired than when you began the week, you still kind of feel okay. So you're, you feel a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more energy within you. That's me right now. I think I'm, oh, I think I prolonged being slap happy for this entire week. And it's kind of coming out as of right now, maybe because I'm hosting and I have to be, you know, full of piss and vinegar. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, as is tradition on my Fapism Plays Twitch channel and live streams, I have to commemorate this stream and our third episode with a shot. So, uh, cheers. Happy Friday, everyone. And hey, third episode. Ugh. God, that is some disgusting vodka. Holy crap. Anyway. So I do have a major topic of discussion that I want to talk about that has been <clears throat> on my mind. Um, and I'm not sure if this will take up all of the time of the podcast. I'm hoping so. Uh, but if we run a little bit short, then we run a little bit short and... There's no harm in that. I always strive and I do want to go for one-hour segments. This seems to be a standard staple time amongst podcasters. I even know, or at least have heard of some comedians who have their podcasts run for four hours. Four hours. The only reason how I can uh, see that being feasible is if you just have a group of people and anything and everything goes. And I suppose amongst comedians, that makes absolute sense, especially if you have, you know, four of them an hour per person, right? 
But if it's just me, uh, then yeah, I'm just I'm gonna do my best to get it to one hour and solely one hour. Again, if it comes a little less, then it is what it is. Also, n uh, potentially next week, if not the week following, I will have a guest on. It is in the books. It all depends on their schedule and what they which Friday works best for them. And uh, you won't know until until the day of. I'll maybe do a little bit of a sneak preview, but we'll see. So, the major topic of discussion. Yes, I won't keep you in the darkness for any longer. I shall show you the light. It has some context, as do all of my stories uh, that I share amongst the podcasts thus far. In the beginning of this year, <clears throat> I fell under a, a, to me, a major depression. Everyone has their own levels of depression which they go through within life. For me, this entire year has essentially been my recovery of trying to get past, um, I don't know, it was... Uh, just this past year, I felt lost. I was in a dark place uh, to the point where just, you know, weeks on end, I didn't do anything uh, at all other than just mope, sob, and just try to figure myself out. But I'm in therapy, uh, and I have been for some time now, and it's been working great. I feel so much better than what I did. So why do I mention this? I mention this because... While I was depressed and very much unproductive, I spent a lot of my time uh, watching YouTube clips. Myself being a gamer, I watched a bunch of uh, gamer highlights and this and that of various video games and of um, uh, streamers and just YouTubers. And something which came across was uh, compilation videos of just people failing live on Twitch, just fail after fail uh, from this streamer to this streamer, which now I realize that in hindsight, a lot of those compilations were just of maybe a handful of major streamers that they just compiled. And I mean, these are like the streamers that stream literally, you know, 8 to 12 hours every single day straight, non-stop. They go for a bathroom break, they may switch it to a different screen, but they're right back. They will eat their food in front of you. Like, those dedicated type of streamers are probably the ones that are always going to be within those compilation videos. And of course, I don't know their names. I don't watch a whole lot of streamers. And if I do, they're people that I know personally because I want to support them. So, all of that being said, while I was within that depressive state, watching these compilation videos and all these streamers, there was something that came up which baffled the crap out of me. And it always bothered me. For months and for months it has been bothering me. And I finally decided now that I've started up this podcast, because it is called Frankly Speaking, I'm going to frankly speak my mind. Yes, granted, there is the pun there, because I'm your host, Frank. You know, there's that. But there's also truth in it. In how I do wish to just express myself. 
fully and without uh, being encumbered by social norms or standings. I just share thoughts to vent, to relate, and yes, potentially come across disagreement, which is fine. Disagreement and discussion and arguing, not arguing, like polite arguing is appropriate, I feel. Because no matter what I say, no matter what I do, someone is going to disagree with it. Someone's going to disagree with my opinion, with what I say or how I said it. And that's just a part of life in general. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, someone is always going to disagree with you. Either a little bit, heavily, or, hell, even rambunctiously. So, when it comes to this topic, it is something which has already been discussed on forums, on Twitch itself, and I even found a lovely article on Kotaku again, who I referenced within my first podcast. The topic that I'm discussing about with Twitch are abnormal streams, which I feel are not appropriate and contain no entertainment or substantial content. Now, when we discuss content, I feel, personally speaking, if you're doing some sort of masterclass via live stream or uh, some sort of webinar, whatever various topic it may be, at least it's educational, supposed to be presented in some sort of PowerPoint, like a TED Talk, essentially, except you're not on stage in front of people, you're basically, like me, behind your desk, talking in front of a microphone. Podcasts, depending upon their topic, can either be for entertainment or for the fact of just uh, people talking, myself talking, Bill Byrne, his uh, Monday morning podcasts, uh, God, the plethora of others. And then we have podcasts such as Welcome to Night Vale, which is entirely for the sake of creative purposes and storytelling and entertainment. Podcasts are fine. Then when you think about Twitch, you think about the video games. It's primarily a video game platform for streamers, such as me when I do so every so often, such as for, you know, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, for uh, The Do, uh, or some other big streamers. PewDiePie, I guess, I think he's still in the numbers. Um, was a Dr. Disrespect, who I've never seen a single one just because he kind of looks like a douchebag to me. Uh, which makes sense, considering Dr. Disrespect. Uh, who else is going to disrespect you than a douchebag? So, those guys. You think about Twitch when it comes to gamers. Sure, absolutely. But I've also seen Twitch being utilized uh, as cooking shows. People just cooking in their houses, sharing their recipes. Uh, just cooking suggestions or themed plates in general. I've seen people do uh, metalwork, metal carving, uh, woodsmanship, making cabinets and tables, uh, carpentry, essentially. It doesn't just have to be video games. It is all those other things. And I find all those other things to be valid and certainly a good point of content which is able to entertain, educate, and contribute to the vasses who watch those individuals. 
And then there's what I came upon. Yes, I know, there was like 10 minutes of suspense, like, what are you talking about? Get to the point. I'm getting there. I just, you know, let me ramble. I, the rambling makes sense after a while. <laughs> Something that I watch within those compilation videos, which I found to hold no validity whatsoever, were hot tub streams. Not only hot tub streams, but also outfit streams as well. So what are those? Okay, so hot tub streams are exactly as they sound. They are of generally beautiful women wearing sleazy bikinis in a hot tub on camera and sometimes riding inflatable objects. There have been many noted hot tub streamers who ride bananas literally inflated oversized bananas which they straddle onto in front of a camera in front of people live i want that to sink in a little bit so when these streams began to come out which was i think they started becoming popular in last year november december uh around there <clears throat> and they just kind of exploded and it came so bad so toxic even that twitch had to step in this came out on twitch uh here's a another article which i'll go ahead and post if you wish to read lift with me live came from May 21st, 2021, on the Twitch blog, saying, let's talk about hot tub streams. So, here is Twitch's reaction to this uproar. And let me say why there's an uproar to this as well. There's an uproar to this because how is this content? How is this entertainment other from this other than the sake of just having attractive women in bikinis riding on suggestive objects? Now do they have the right to be able to do this? Should they be you know be dressed in bikinis and potentially be suggestive? Technically, yes, that is within their right. However, my question is not as to whether or not it's within their right, as to whether or not it is actually content and just a loophole within Twitch policies for them to be able to essentially be one step away from creating their own fans-only page. That's how sleazy some of these streamers are with their hot tub streams. It's not entertainment. It is simply eye candy for men. It's basically going to a strip club, but you're at home. That's all that is. And you're thinking, okay, well, people are just watching them. What's wrong with that? They're not just watching them. They follow them. They subscribe to them. Subscriptions cost money, monthly dollar values. And even if they don't just want to subscribe, they can also... Um, tip with bits which is the twitch currency essentially 
Like 100 bits, I think, is a dollar, I think. So if you're just some hot gal on an inflatable uh, banana and someone, uh, you know, tips you 20,000 bits, there's 200 bucks for you being sleazy, not entertaining, and potentially a bunch of men just behind the screen that you can't see. Well, essentially just pleasing themselves at the sight of you. I'm more than certain that is the case. Because I'm a guy. I know what the hell is up. So. Yes, it's entertainment. But it isn't the entertainment which I would want to be found on Twitch. Or God forbid, I have a child who comes out and accidentally stumbles upon it. So, here's Twitch's reaction to this. They write, Over the past few weeks, we've seen and had many conversations about hot tub streams, and we want to address it candidly. The content brings up questions that are complex with few easy, clear answers. We're approaching it thoughtfully and respectfully, which is why we've taken our time to address it publicly after a lot of internal deliberation. Given the nuances, this is going to be a long post, but we wanted to explain in detail our thinking and approach, as well as next steps both in the short and long term. Much of the conversation we've seen has focused on the people who are streaming this and similar content, including assumptions about their motivations and intentions, and we want to make a few things clear. First and foremost, no one deserves to be harassed for the content they choose to stream, how they look, or who they are, and we will take action against anyone who perpetrates, or perpetuates, rather, this kind of toxicity on our service. Second, we, uh, second, while we have guidelines about sexually suggestive content, being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules, and Twitch will not take enforcement, ag enforcement action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. Okay, thing number one. I don't feel that the streamers should be harassed. For anyone who does have their own platform, such as myself, condoning their actions and their potential motivations and intentions, I think is appropriate. If there is something that I don't like, if I'm able to discuss it without directly saying to these people, personally and straightforward, what you're doing is bullshit and you should get a life, that's what I would say. What they're doing is bullshit. It is not content. It is just them being floozies and getting free money out of lonely people. It's essentially those 1-800 you know, sex talk hotlines. It's for desperate people who are being taken advantage of. And number two, uh, while we have guidelines about sexually suggestive content, being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules. Sure, because that's everyone's opinion. And Twitch will not take enforcement against action against women, fine, or anyone else on our service, fine, for their perceived attractiveness, fine. That's all great. You can be hot, you can be ugly, you can sh still stream. However, whether or not you are hot or ugly, 
If you are basically wearing two pieces of clothing if you're a woman, or one piece of clothing if you're a man, which still doesn't give much to the imagination, and you're riding on an inflatable banana, that is indeed sexually suggestive content, which Twitch should frown upon. However attractive one person may or may not be, and not just against women, against men as well. Granted, the majority of hot tub streamers are indeed women, but there are still some men out there who do the same, or even the boyfriends of these streamers who join them in the hot tub, which again, why? You basically, basically, if you're a boyfriend of one of those streamers, you're basically watching the, the chat live, just splooshing and taunting your girl. Being like, oh yeah, ride that banana, I wish I was there with you. Who's the dweeb next to you? Why would you want to be a part of that? Why would you want and approve of your girlfriend to subject herself to that? Or more so, what does her father have to say about that? What does her family have to say about that? I personally would be quite irked if my daughter were to do that, and luckily I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about that. But if I did have to worry about that, and I saw that from my own eyes, I'd be thinking to myself, where did I go wrong? Alright, let's see. <clears throat> they continue. How our policies apply. There has been confusion around whether streams from hot tubs are permissible under our current policies, and we understand why our rules as written have contributed to that confusion. Under our current nudity and attire and sexually suggestive content policy, streamers may appear in swimwear, in swimwear in contextually appropriate situations, at the beach, in a hot tub, for example, and we allow creative expression like body writing and body painting, provided the streamer has appropriate coverage as outlined by our attire policy. Nudity or sexually explicit content, which we define as pornographic sex acts and sexual services, are not allowed on Twitch. Our intention with the sexually suggestive policy was to draw a line on the content that is overtly and explicitly sexually suggestive, not to ban all content that could be viewed as sexually suggestive, but we acknowledge that our rules are not as clear as they could be. Prohibiting every one form... Oh. Prohibiting every form of content that could be interpreted as suggestive would also result in far more restrictions on the video games and premium content that we currently allow, especially considering the ways that female characters are sometimes objectified or presented in a sexualized manner. Okay. Yes and no. Women are indeed objectified and presented in great sexual manners within video games, especially when you get to, um... Oh, God, what is it? Is that Dead or Alive? Like, some of these Japanese games that come out, the physics that they have on jiggling butts and boobs is way extreme. Way extreme. And they even, I think it was a college humor back in the day, even came out with a, uh, a spoof of a comedy sketch where... You know, it was a male adventure and a female adventure. They go to a merchant or a or a bartender, like, "Hey, I've completed your request," and they're like, "Hey, excellent!" 
he says to the male adventurer, go ahead and pick either this experience or this badass armor that you can get. He's like, oh man, I want the badass armor. And he puts it on and it's like fully covered, looks cool, it's decked out in spikes and neat decor. He's like, yeah, I got this. And then the female adventurer is like looking at, a, at that armor. She's like, oh yeah, I want that. That looks awesome. And she completes the same quest. She gives him, you know, the, uh, uh, the whatever the objective was. He's like, okay, well, you can have this or you can have this badass armor. She's like, I want the badass armor. He's like, yeah. So he gives it to her and she transforms into her armor. And it's just this skimpy, like only like uh, uh, like an iron breast, uh, iron breast, uh, like an iron bra and then, like, a very floozy iron skirt, but most of her skin is showing. Like, her stomach, her back, shoulders, most of her legs. And she's like, what the hell is this? She's like, and the dude's like, well, it's the, you know, it has the highest stat points for defense. She's like, how is this defensive? All of me is laying out there. Almost literally. So, uh, yes, women are objected to basically being eye candy and just um in some situations just purely sex toys which is indeed wrong however again sexually suggestive these pool people these hot tub people being in hot tubs riding literally riding on inflatable bananas highly sexually suggestive if they want to just float around why not get a you know one of those inflatable rings why not wear like some arm floaties like you were when you were two trying to learn there's clearly alternate inflatables which they could use but they don't why because they know what they're doing they know that they're putting their bodies out there intentionally for the sake of getting more and more male viewers to follow and to subscribe so that they can get more money for basically doing nothing but presenting their bodies and putting it in sexually suggestive manners. Period. There's no going more than that. And I can also say the exact same thing if there was a homosexual man doing the exact same thing. That is still lacking actual content which is contributing in a positive manner towards twitch and towards just the uh twitch community they're basically finding the desperate sleaze balls and just compiling it into one area that's it porn is free now people if you need to relieve yourself utilize that or get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a partner don't waste your time and your money going to these virtual strip joints. Anyway, um, sexually suggested content, I'm continuing on. Sexually suggested content and where to draw the line is an area that is particularly complex to assess as sexually suggestiveness is a spectrum that involves some degree of personal interpretation of where the line falls as opposed to determining whether or not there is nudity. 
we will always aim to avoid being overly punitive based on assumptions when we take when we have taken enforcement action on this content we've only done so in the case of a clear violation of our guidelines to make the lines between what we consider to be overtly or explicitly sexually suggestive more clear our team is planning to update our policies on sexually suggestive content in the coming months we also want to address questions from our creators about suspending advertising on their channels on twitch brands get to decide where and when their ads appear today they can target or avoid specific categories of content and flag channels that don't meet their standards this means that twitch in rare cases will suspend advertising on a channel at the advertiser's request we absolutely do not permit brands to use protective characteristics as a filter for adver ad for advertising targeting or blocking we recently suspended advertising on some channels that were flagged by the majority of our advertisers base and failed to notify them our creators rely on us and we should have alerted affected streamers to this change before it happened it was a mistake not to do so we're working with individual creators to address their specific situations and restore ads where appropriate yeah, you know what? They are right as far as sexually suggestive content. I've obviously laid out my feelings on what is sexually suggestive. And yeah, it is up to the eye of the beholder. At the same time, I feel that it's common fucking sense as to what is or is not sexually suggestive. Men cannot go on to live TV and imitate the act of masturbation before a friggin' censor comes up or they get yelled at at the producer on hand watching the film or watching the taping. Hell, even a middle finger coming up is blurred. So why not these people who are literally almost naked riding on bananas? <sighs> What's next, they write. We recognize that our diverse global community has a broad range of interests and preferences, and not all of the content allowed on Twitch is relevant to everyone. We think it's important that viewers have, cho uh, have choice in determining the type of content that is suggested to them, and brands have the right to determine where their ads appear on the service. We're working to develop more robust controls for advertisers and viewers to enable them to control their experiences on our service. Additionally, we need to provide creators with a better understanding of what quote-unquote brand safe means to advertisers outside of our community guidelines and terms of service and provide better ways to categorize their content. These, along with updates to the sexually suggested policies, policy rather, are longer-term solutions that, we will that will take time to build and implement. In the immediate term, one of the challenges this situation has highlighted is the lack of specificity in the just chatting category. Viewers can flag content as not interested in order to remove specific channels or categories from their recommendations. However, due to the broad range of content in just chatting, which is actually, oh no, I'm not just chatting. Uh, my podcast is in talk shows and podcasts. So yeah, they have indeed elaborated on the just ca chatting category. Uh, however, due to the broad range of the content in just chatting and the fact that many creators stream in just chatting for a portion of their streams, that is not an effective way to remove a specific subset of content like sh creators streaming in pools or hot tubs. 
Again, they're not really creators. I don't consider them creators or content creators. They're just uh, manipulators. Putting it very nicely. Community and advertiser feedback made clear that we need to offer more ways to control the, the content that's recommended as well as where ads appear. So we're introducing a new category, pools, hot tubs, and beaches. If you have chosen swimwear that is allowed under the swim and beach contextual exception to our standard nudity and attire policy, you should stream into the pools, hot tubs, and beaches category. We'll be reaching out to creators with more details on how to use this category moving forward. Aha. Uh -huh. This is not intended to be our long-term solution to improve brand targeting capabilities and increase personalization in our recommendations. It does, however, solve a few issues for all audiences in the near term. Creators can continue to stream content that falls into this category as long as it doesn't violate our guidelines. Viewers can better avoid recommendations for content that they don't want to see, and those wishing to view this content will have an easier time finding it. So the creeps. And brands can either opt in or out of this category based on whether it aligns with their target audiences like they can today with our other categories. The pools, hot tubs, and beaches category is live today. This article provides more information about what kind of content should be streamed to this category. We have a lot to work to do, and it's going to take some time to implement all the changes we've outlined. We'll share updates on this work as we have them. And that's the end of the article. So basically, they're basically saying, hey, so uh, there's a lot in which to balance and consider here, so don't hate on them just yet. And we're going to separate them so that all you creeps can find this content more easily. Basically, they just built a wall of segregation. I honestly, that's, that's what they did. Like, okay, we don't know what to do about this just yet. We get how it's creepy and how it's abusive on both ends for viewers and those quote-unquote content creators end quote and so to protect everyone else who just wish to take breaks and have a meal and just chat with their audience that's why they've just saved the just chatting because i don't even think twitch likes this there are certainly some hints they're like, yeah, I guess we have to protect them, but we're not entirely sure how, but we should really save the current content creators that we have who are actually creating content. So that's what they did. Again, this came out back in May. So that was four months ago. A little over four months ago. Hey, look at that, I did it. So Kotaku uh, came out with an article a month before that, actually, uh, they came out in April 23rd of this year. Uh, so there's that article if you want to read it. So basically a month prior to um, Nathan Grayson wrote this article on Kotaku.com, which uh, the title, the headline is... Hot tub streamers are warning, are waning, excuse me. Hot tub streamers are waning, but some people still think they're destroying Twitch. Obviously, I'm one of them. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get through this article 
give in some final thoughts and then I will uh I'll call it a uh, a, a stream a, a podcast. So, Mr. Grayson writes this. It's hot tub stream summer and everyone's got an opinion. This week, for example, the biggest streamer on Twitch, Felix, quote-unquote XQC, called hot tub streams trash, saying that they're, quote, the most pathetic theme we've seen on Twitch in forever, end quote, and petitioning for them to be removed from the front page. It was the latest in a long line of similar opinions from names both big and small that date back to when hot tub streams first popped off in March. Oh, so it's actually not too, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, but according to hot tub streamers, this trend, like any other, is already coming down from its peak. Hot tub streams in which streamers sit in hot tubs and chat with their audiences while wearing swimsuits are not against Twitch rules. Nonetheless, much of the discourse surrounding them has focused on what women should and should not be allowed to wear on stream. Eek. Okay. Viral tweets, some of which haven't been intended as criticism, have attracted hordes of angry hanger-ons who feel that streamers are somehow subverting Twitch's rules in the name of promoting sexual content. Others have expressed concern that these broadcasts steal viewers from more deserving streamers. Arguments against hot tub streams run the full gamut of classics that have been weaponized against women in the past. Quote, this hot tub meta is like a Twitch Rorschach test. End quote. Caitlin Saragusa. Saragusa? Yeah, or Amoranth, I guess is her Twitch name. Uh, probably butchered that, whatever who has participated in the hot tub meta and is one of the most popular female streamers on Twitch, told Kotaku in an email, quote, people extrapol extrapolate their own agenda onto the meta. There are two reoccurring themes that people go back to. One, Twitch is for gaming, or two, Twitch is unfair towards male streamers. Alternatively, Twitch is more lenient on female streamers, end quote. Um... One, as I said previously, Twitch is not just for gaming. It is primarily known for gaming, but there is plenty of, um, there's plenty of other content which does not contain gaming. And two, Twitch is unfair towards male streamers. Alternatively, Twitch is more lenient on female streamers. I mean, I think that's just kind of society in general. Uh, more or less, depending upon the specific situation. As far as this goes, yeah, I can see that. And there's even screenshots of two streamers, one of them being her, that was just quoted, the Amaranth. Literally, uh, it shows her in a thumbnail, uh, basically thong bikini up her ass, riding an inflatable, uh, banana. Showing a screenshot that she's live with 18,000 viewers. 18,000 viewers. Just watching a woman with a thong up her ass riding an inflatable banana. And then uh, another one. Indie Fox. Another woman in a <clears throat> very suggestive outfit. Also riding what seems to be the exact same 
Banana. So whoever invented that banana, you got a lot of profit going to you as a result of these streamers. Lynn Giel's focus on Twitch front page is especially notable. Many other Twitch streamers and viewers have made similar assertions that Twitch is in a dire state, and the evidence of that is as plain as a sunny day as soon as you open the site. But if you check Twitch's front page or just chatting directory, where most hot tub streams tend to occur, at any given moment, you'll often only find a smaller handful within the top 100 most viewed streams, sometimes as few as one or two. The trend, despite discussion to the contrary, does not appear to have taken over Twitch. No, because there's too much video game content in order for hot tub streams to take over the video game industry. It is small, but it is testing the patience of streamers just because they're the ones that bought hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment of gear of their computer and if they're like mine my computer by itself was three grand to build at the time if i wanted the parts that i wanted right now and had to do it all over from scratch again it'd be more it'd be like 4500 do you think any of those women did that? Any of those men who participated in that did that? No, they probably have their laptop, they probably have a HD webcam like I do, and they probably got a, some sort of microphone, probably not even a good microphone. And they just plopped it in front of them and changed into a swimsuit and just got in the tub. Let their tits and uh, hang out and for men just let them hang out not like penis wise but you know just their upper torso i mean hell they may as well if they're wearing a speedo where how much bulge is too much bulge for twitch to say no that's too much you got to cover up more uh Okay, let's let's just get through this. There are many reasons for this. One of the most popular hot tub streamers don't just sit in bubbling vats all day and slowly transform into shriveled prune people. Quote, I personally only do hot tub streams about once a week on Saturdays, with the exception every now and then of a random weekday. Exo Ariel, who says she functionally invented the current hot tub meta by being the first streamer to use an inflatable hot tub, told to Kotaku in an email. Quote, Ots... Outside of hot tub streams, I do mostly just chatting and then I play games such as Cold War or Fortnite, usually later in the evening. I've done quite a few IRL streams as well, such as Top Golf, Wineries, and Dinners. I also disagree with IRL streams. I think that's just a bad idea. In general. I'll get to that later. I wouldn't consider myself a hot tub streamer, but instead a variety streamer. I've been on this platform for a good 3.5 years, and I've been and I've done gaming, but my main thing is hula hoop dancing and cosplay. This is someone else. That was said by Spoopy Kit, another streamer who's grown significantly in popularity thanks to hot tub streams, told Kotaku in a DM, direct message. I've gotten hate comments from all of it. Some people will find any reason to tear you down. Just do you. Can't make everybody happy. The other, uh, end quote. The other reason Twitch isn't drawing... In hot tub streams, according to some who've benefited from doing a few themselves, is that the gold rush is already over. Quote, I actually think hot tub streams are oversaturated a little, said Exo Ariel. 
I've recently seen a dramatic drop in viewage since there are so many girls always in the hot tub. In a way, I think it's just less unique now. It wasn't unique to begin with. There have been strippers ever since mankind have learned that women are sexy. Quote, hot tub streams are dying off slowly, but surely. Fire Dancer, a streamer who's grown more modestly as a result of the meta, told Kotaku in a DM. Quote, the numbers aren't as high as they were for smaller streamers like myself, but I still enjoy doing them. End quote. It's not to understate... That's not to understate the extent of what some streamers have benefited from spending a few hours in the tub here and there. Since the end of March, uh, Siragusa uh, has gained almost 500,000 followers. Indie Fox, the second biggest streamer to regularly stream from a hot tub, has gained almost 300,000. Though she said during a recent stream that she's getting tired of spending so much time in a tub. Others like Spoopy Kit and Exo Ariel haven't made leaps quite so large, but they've still pulled in tens of thousands of new viewers in just a couple of months. Streamers are also finding ways to keep hot tub time or keep streamers are also finding ways to keep tub time interesting. Uh, Saragusa, for example, now hosts a podcast in which she and other participants like comedic streamers Code Miko and Pay Money Wooby all gossip from their own respective hot tubs, inflatable, virtual, or otherwise. It's dumb. Just talk. Be people. As a result, Siragusa, who prides herself on being data-driven and adaptable, thinks there's still wind left in the hot tub meta sales. And contrary to popular belief, she thinks it's doing more good for Twitch than bad. Quote, the data indicates that some of the viewers stick around for gaming and other activities, she said. I can play games or just talk to my chat sitting at my desk to uh, 10,000 concurrent viewers nowadays. I imagine internally Twitch is seeing a huge surge-influx of people coming from off-platform, people who likely become recurring users. It's hard to buy marketing like that. The meta is generating a lot of mindshare, and it's peaks... And it piques people's curiosity. No, the only thing that it piques is... <sighs> your body. It's the only thing that they're peaking about curiosity. The meta is generating a lot of... Uh, let's see. I think the narrative that it takes viewers away from other creators is false. And the girls engaged in hot tubbing are doing the Yaman's work of growing the whole viewership pie. It might be growing some of that pie, but it's all to that specific area. Again, you're just one click away, one degree away from creating your own fans-only page. That's it. Despite complaints that women have it easier than men on Twitch, the negative sentiment surrounding hot tub streamers is certainly generating one thing that makes their lives harder. Harassment. I believe it. Quote, because so much attention has been brought to hot tub streamers, harassment has gone way up, said Fire Dancer. No kidding. Quote, people jump on cancel culture trends, and although these types of streams are fun and not breaking any rules, some viewers and other streamers are unable to simply scroll past without voicing their opinions. Some viewers have gotten very toxic in the last few weeks. Exo Ariel said she tries to ignore the harassment, of which she now receives a lot, while Spoopy Kit thanked her moderators, the true unsung heroes of Twitch, who shield her from some of it. Uh, there's only a little bit left. 
I have learned just to roll within in regards to the toxic side of Twitch popularity, said Siragusa. I've seen a lot more conservative uh, conservative in terms of attire or demeanor. Female broadcasters get undue hate and sexual harassment regardless. Siragusa then can't help but see the entire premise of people's vis visceral reaction to hot tub streams that women are getting uh, preferential treatment on Twitch as flawed. Quote, I don't think girls are on balance treated better than guy streamers with regards to moderation enforcement, she said. That is a very unpopular opinion, but I think a lot of the perceived asymmetry Asymmetry is caused by Twitch not publicizing the reason they are taking enforcement action against a streamer. Social media loves uh, opinion, uh, opening rather uh, something opinioning, opinioning about topics when there is imperfect information. Honestly, yes, females absolutely face more harassment than Twitch streamers do. But even uh, male Twitch streamers. But even male streamers face harassment as well. Um, there was a trend, and there still is a trend of bullying going on from higher-up streamers who are getting reprimanded as a result. Like People who have streamers of thousands of thousands of tens of thousands will end their stream. They'll go ahead and raid someone else who is very little. Someone like myself who can only generate maybe about... Luckily, maybe five views per stream, like, excuse me, consistently, will just bombard someone's stream like that and just tell them to tell their chat to say awful, horrible things to these people. You know, you suck. Why do you bother? You're ugly. Get off of here. Quit. People are getting reprimanded for that, as they should. Now, while I understand that the harassment of these streamers have gone up I'm sure that there is a additional factor the fact that they're half naked because they're half naked mostly naked their attention is going to go up they're going to attract more people and as a result of them attracting more people and gaining that big of an audience especially if you're in the hundreds of thousands of people yeah you're going to face harassment there are going to be people calling you whores there are going to be people saying like I've been saying you're not creating content. You're just essentially just being a virtual stripper. That's all you're being for the sake of tips and subscribers and influence. Sure, they may stick around to watch your gameplay, but they're more just sticking around to see you in that hot tub again. That is my guess. Alright, so let's see. Twitch's lack of transparency has caused streamers and the company countless headaches over the years, even, again, contrary to popular belief in the case of hot tub streams. While one streamer, I'm Jasmine, recently got suspended for a pretty clear wardrobe malfunction while streaming from a hot tub, IndieFox received a suspension earlier this month not for streaming from a hot tub, but for, quote, selling Twitch services and features, a violation she could not figure out the origin of. She ended up deeming the suspension excessive. So while many streamers and viewers want Twitch to treat symptoms of its transparency problem with even stricter rules, uh, Sarah Gusa thinks the real solution is authentic, consists transparency on Twitch's part. And this is the last um, paragraph. 
Quote, even if we hypothetically conceded that female streamers have more leniency, I always find it rather amusing that people argue so hard for Twitch to be more strict with regards to its terms of service rather than less, she said. If two people are perceived to break the same rule and one receives a lesser sentence, there is so much more buzz around making sure the person with the shorter suspension gets banned longer. Twitch is already much more strict than, say, YouTube with regards to content moderation. I think that in cases where there seems to be ambiguity or inequity around TOS enforcement, it would be far more constructive if the community rallied behind the more forbearing enforcement action TOS interpretation. But I guess that's not how the internet works. So, <clears throat> there you have it. And then there's streams that are like this about, you know, attractive women, not in hot tubs, but they're wearing like sexy outfits. Again, not against Twitch policy, but at the same time, you know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing and you know why you're doing it. For the sake of the attention, for the sake of getting exposure and viewership, and for the sake of getting subscriptions and money through exposing your body. Tell me what part of that isn't being a stripper. Otherwise, you're just not dancing on a pole, so you're just a lazy stripper then. That's what that comes down to. To me. That's what that comes down to. Uh, and then there's the IRL streamers. I would never, ever, ever, ever do an IRL stream. An IRL stream is basically you're walking outside in public, going to restaurants, going to arcades <clears throat> and you're just streaming live that's dumb you have the interruption of people you have a uh, potential theft mugging or robbery you have um there's so many people who have gotten injured from irl streams i also just think again there's no real content otherwise hey i'm gonna go for a walk come join me why why would i watch someone go outside or eat at a restaurant. How is that entertainment? I'd rather watch Seinfeld. I'd rather watch Friends. You know, something which actually has thought and content to it. Rather than just, oh, hey, I'm going to go and do this. Okay, bye. Ugh. Get over yourselves. Anyway, I feel... As I've said many times, this is not content. Yes, it's a type of entertainment. Yes, it's within their rights. And yeah, they can go ahead and earn their money the way that they feel fit. But at the same time, I think it's shameful that they feel to need to expose their bodies. And sure, if they want to expose their bodies because they feel that they're beautiful and they can, absolutely, still within your right to do so. But you're going to suffer the consequences of that. Too much attention, way too fast. Sure, you'll have all the money in order to help you out. Great. Good for you. But then you are going to face that harassment. You are going to face um, people just being over-sexualizing over you. And basically just viewing you as nothing more than eye candy. Not as a person, not as a gamer, not as a content creator. Simply as eye candy. And of course, as we all know the internet, this doesn't go away. Someone will download your stream 
so it's always going to be available. And it's not even just going to be available on Twitch. I'm sure there are compilations of these hot tub streamers on on Pornhub, on RedTube, on, um, I don't know, uh, Big Titty Hot Tub Streamers XXX.com. Who the hell knows? All that I know is that it is content which isn't content to me. And I think they can do better for themselves. I really do. Dressing up and riding inflatables in a hot tub is not content. That is just a scene in a comedy sketch or in a comedy show. Period. So, I'm going to wrap up this stream because I didn't have any water with me, so now my voice is all hurt and scratchy uh, as a result of that gigantic rant. On topic, though. Literally one topic for this entire thing. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, comment. Tell me what you think about all this, about these articles, about my own opinion. And yeah, I know, it, my opinion might be arrogant. I understand that. But based on the research that I've done and from the videos that I have seen, I'm not impressed. I think it's a sleazy way of getting attention. And it's unearned. Or at least it shouldn't be, quote-unquote, earned. But yeah, email me, let me know what you think. Send me questions, send me your opinions. I want to hear from you. What do you think of these hot tub streamers? And if this is the first time that you heard of these hot tub streamers, what do you think about it? Especially if you're a woman. Let me know what you think about it. Anyway, um, you can email the podcast at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. I do check it regularly. You can also find me, obviously, here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash plays. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash plays. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash plays. And uh, be sure to check out... Um... No, uh, that's, that's it. That's all the advertisement for this stream. So, thank you for listening. We, uh, we basically got almost our hour in. We're at 58 minutes, but... I think that's good enough. So, thank you for listening. Have a lovely weekend. Take care of yourselves. And remember to keep practicing no matter what it is, so long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. I'm going to practice improving my content of streaming. So it's in a form and in a way which I feel proud of in order to broadcast and to produce. I hope you all do the same. Anyway, take care. Sleep well. Read a book. And uh, I'll try to sleep stream this weekend, but... We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, goodbye, and I'll see you next time.